Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We have completed chapter 14 Gunatraya Vibhag Yoga and now we will be starting discussion of chapter 15 Purushottam Yoga Yoga of the Supreme Purusha in chapter 13 we have seen the difference between the field and its knower the Prakriti is the field in the one which is aware of the field is the knower of the field. So at my individual level, we have learned that this body is the field. The one who is aware of the body is the knower of the field. So the body is part of the prakriti, but I, the knower, is part of the purusha, the manifestation of purusha in me. This purusha, which is imperishable, Right now I consider it to be perishable because it is identified with this perishable body. So to make this connection with the Purusha and Prakriti at my individual level and at the universal level, we learned in chapter 14 that the Purusha is the father of all the beings and Prakriti is the womb of all the beings in this world. So Prakriti is the mother and Purusha is the father. Any being which is born at any place to any womb, Bhagavan said, consider this great Prakriti is the womb and I am the seed giver father. We see the variety of beings and things in this world that is explained by these three gunas, the three binding ropes which bind this imperishable purusha to this perishable manifestation in prakriti. This variety of things and beings are created by the permutation combination of these gunas, the three modes of material nature. This variety of things and beings around me create my sansar. My relationship with these things and beings is my sansar. This sansar is ever-changing. Samsarati iti sansar, that which is constantly changing is sansar. Sansar does not remain same. That which was there a minute ago has already changed. It has already passed. So we constantly are struggling with this ever-changing sansar. And this sansar continues to grow. When I was just a single person and a student, my sansar was limited to me and my parents. They get married, so now I have become two. 
Listen, Sal is going to your problems plus her problem. And then we have children, so not only my problem and her problem, but also his problem. It continues. A few years ago, when I used to go to India, I used to have only three houses to visit, my three brothers. Now when I go there, not only my brothers' houses, but their children, they are married, their in-laws. So by the time I'm done with the 15 days, I've just gone to just meet with all the relatives. Because my sansar has grown. Vajigovindam says, Balahatavat. When I was a child, I was engaged in plays and toys. When I was a young man, I was engaged in chasing girls. When I became old man, I'm just overwhelmed by worries. I said, well, why would that be? You should be relieved. So I was actually looking forward to an old age. Because I thought the old age means my children will be married. I will have no worries. Then I will be completely free. Now that I have become an old man, I realize how true that verse was. You know, we not only have to worry about myself, my family, my children, their children. So my sansara has grown so large. To detach from the sansara is increasingly becoming more and more difficult as the sansara grows. So this chapter opens up with the allegory of the sansara, how this functions. So it says. Urdhvamulaha adhashakham aswattham prahuhu avyayam chandansi yasya parnani yastam vedasa vedavit Describing this sansar by using this allegory that it is like an upside tree. Now this allegory has been used in Upanishads, in Katha Upanishad. In the sixth portion of the Katha Upanishad, the Lord of Death Yama indicates to Nachiketa that this sansar is like the upside-down tree. The roots are in heaven and it is spreading in this world below. So my sansar right now is like that Urdhva Mula. Its source is up above. Up above we always say anything which is higher say up. Bhagwan kaha hai? So this world as we see Bhagavad Gita and the Upanishad say the source is up above. Source is somewhere beyond my perception. Urdhvamuna, Adasakaha. All the branches are below. That which I see growing is here in my world. I see its effect. I don't see the cause. So in our normal tree, roots are not perceivable. They are not perceivable. They are below. They are below under the ground. So we can see them. But we see the trunk and we see the branches. And these branches continue to grow. And this sansar is like that, as we have learned a few lectures ago, that the return in farming is thousandfold. So traditionally the farmers were the richest people. Even the kings were farmers. Janak Raja, while tilling the land, he found Sita. Because it was the most profitable business, most rewarding business. You sow one seed and thousand comes out. So the growth is exponential in anything in nature. So the tree grows exponentially. So my sansar is like that. It grows exponentially without my control. I do one action and it permeates a thousand reactions. So the allegory used here of a tree is something like that, that one action generates thousand connections in my sansar. And its source is up above. Urdhva Mulaha Adasakaha. I see the branches of my sansar 
here below prahuhu avyayam the wise people talk about this tree of sansar is something which has the roots above the branches below chandansi yasya parinani the vedas are its leaves now this is something slightly off tune here because it becomes very difficult to connect we have seen the commentaries by various scholars swami ji explains here that bhagwan shankaracharya says that aswattha the tree is explained as aswattha because aswattha that which does not remain same tomorrow you broke down aswan and thought it becomes that which does not remain same tomorrow therefore this tree of sansar is explained as aswattha and therefore that which promotes growth to this tree is the vedas the knowledge of vedas the instructions in vedas when followed by a person his sansar grows healthily by knowing this sansar and prakriti i more and more grow my sansar here so these vedas the knowledge grows this tree of sansar in my life in yours and here so chandansi yasya pranani yastam vedasa vedavit and he who knows is a veda knower one who knows both the roots and the branches of this tree he knows the entire tree so when i look at the tree i already know because i am a veda knower of the trees that the roots are below in the ground so there is a knowledge about where the roots are for the tree that makes my knowledge of the tree complete so right now my knowledge of my sansar is incomplete because i only know what i see seeing is believing so i only believe that what i see is the reality beyond my perception i don't see there is reality we call it myth the other day we were explaining myth to meda and the myth is something a made up story to explain something and she said okay then my english homework is a myth <laughs> because it's made up stories in it so we consider that seeing is believing everything i see is real is real everything else is myth and therefore our knowledge is incomplete about this tree of sansara i will know this tree of sansara completely when i know the roots what the source of this tree of sansara is that's where we are lacking for one say so therefore i say one who knows this he knows the vedas vedas explain both the cause and effect the roots and its tree so one who knows both is the veda knower not the one who is only rooted in the prakriti or this world only yastam vedasa vedavet such a person knows the vedas adhacha urdvam prasuta tashya shakha guna pravruddha vishaya pravalaha so our sansar is now described using this allegory of a tree so that we understand how my world works we talked about prakriti in detail in last chapter but we have still stopped at but well, these are the gunas which are binding me and i need to go beyond this gunas now we are learning about this sansar which is constantly changing and how can i 
liberate myself from this sansar. Root sarapaba, the cause for this is the purusha. Unless there is consciousness, there is no sansar. How this sansar is rooted in this consciousness is what I am trying to understand. That this tree grows in my world. Adhacha urdham prasuta tasya shakha. Its branches are up and also below. My world of ideas, prakriti in the lower world where I live in, but I also have ideas about the higher nature. So my ideas go both ways. They go up and they go down. I think about mundane thing, but I also think about the sacred things. So my branches of my sansar is spreading in both directions, in my prakriti, in my day-to-day life, but also what is beyond my day-to-day life. Guna pravruddha visaya pravalaha. These branches are nourished by the gunas. They get more and more entangled into this prakriti bound by these gunas. I get more and more entangled in my world here because of the gunas. My vasanas, my tendencies bind me to this world. My tendencies are music, so I somehow will always have to have some kind of a musical event because my gunas binding me. So these gunas are binding me into this world below. Guna pravruddha, vishaya pravalaha. In the sense objects are the birds. So the sense objects have the potential to grow my sansa. If I see something which is of my liking, then my sansar will grow in that direction. As we have seen, that given opportunity, I have these latent tendencies. And when a right environment is given to me, those tendencies will play out as first desires and then actions. So if I don't have a chance, if there is no field, then those tendencies will remain dormant. So I may be a nicest person if there is no opportunity given to me to get bribed. Very clean person. I have never taken bribe in my life. But I may have a tendency to take bribe which was never given an opportunity. The sense objects are but this opportunity presenting itself will then grow the tendency in me is desire and in actions. So the sense objects are the birds which is it which has capabilities to grow my sansar in the directions of my tendencies, depending on whether I'm a sattvic, I'm a rajasik or tamasik, the sense objects will grow my sansar in that direction. Adacha Mulani Anusantatani. And while I'm functioning in this world, bound by these gunas, I'm also developing my roots in this prakrit, in this world. When we first moved to Richmond, because we moved from Northern Virginia, we were pretty active there, you know, we were running all these classes and all my friends. He said, Neil, it's too, not too far, only two hours. So anytime we have an event, you come down to Northern Virginia. So first about few months, we did that. You know, they will have a music party and they will call me and we go down there. We'll have a music party, we call them and they come down here. And gradually we started having roots here in Richmond, you know. So we have friends here in our own group and we have own classes. So now that we have grown our roots here in Richmond, we gradually got detached from this Northern Virginia friends. Now they call me and say, yeah, but I don't have time. I have activities here. I have classes here and I can't come. So 
though our roots are up above, as the history of Sansar says, we have grown our secondary roots here in this Prakriti, in my Sansar, which bind me so solidly here that I have difficulty recognizing my own source, my own self. So it's a adhacha mulani anusantatani karmanu bandini manushyaloke. It binds me to actions in this world. So once I am bound in this world of Richmond, then I have to have actions in this. So we started getting active in Hindu center. And then we were active in doing all the India festivals. Then we heard this taste of India, we got into CCI. So these roots which I'm establishing in this world here is generating activities for me and binding me to this Prakriti more and more. So this is how my sansar works. At one point, I knew what my source is. And as my these branches grew in this world below, these gunas are binding me, my own tendency and binding me to this world below here. And now it is generating actions for me. I'm constantly engaged in activities in this world. Karmani bandini manushyaloke. In this world of man. This is my world which I have created. My world I have created and more and more I get engaged into it. It binds me through actions. Propelled by my own tendencies. So next we say, Na rupam ascha iha tata upalabhyate. This entire form of this tree is not available to me. I can't see where the roots are, where the stem is, where the branches are. I'm so caught up in this web of this prakriti and my sansar. I now have developed a very narrow view. And therefore I consider if I get this, I'll be happy. If I can achieve this, I'll be happy. Because I have gradually created this sansar so complex that I can only see a narrow view of what's happening today, what I can achieve today, and I can be happy today. I don't have the entire view of this tree. If I'm caught up into the leaves, I can't see where the sunlight is coming from. So we are actually got caught up into our own web which we have created out of our own gunas. Therefore, the entire picture is not available to us. And we know as long as I don't have the entire picture, I won't be able to plan properly. I'm only planning for very small, short-term goals because I don't have a long-term view of life. Na rupam upalabhyate na antaha Right now, I am in a situation where I do not know where is the end of this sansar. Where is it going to end? I am right now in this situation. I have worked so hard and came here, but I don't know how it's going to all end. I kept telling them, you don't have to worry about money anymore. We can return. Yeah, but are you sure about the stock markets and all that we are investing? That all will not go away. I said, no, I don't. That's what we are all worried about. We don't know what is the end of this game. Nacha anta. I don't know the end of this sansar. How it's going to end. Nacha adi. How it started, I don't know. Where I came from, where it all started, I do not know. Where did I acquire all these tendencies that I do not know. Nacha sampratistha. And how I got established here. Where it is established, I also don't know. I constantly feel imbalanced. 
I am doing right now okay, but I don't know, tomorrow I may be in a situation which is very precarious. So constantly I'm in this fear and doubt about what life is all about. I don't know what's the beginning, how it's going to end. Am I safe here? Am I stable here? Aswatham enam su virudhamulam asangasastrena drudhena chitva Now comes the prescription. The only way you can liberate yourself from the web of sansar which you have created, firmly cut this aswatha tree, this complex web which you have woven around you as the sansar, by only one weapon, asanga, by detachment, by not getting too involved in the sansar. Having that weapon, if you firmly cut this tree of sansar, just nip it in the bud, as they call it. You know. But here it says, just cut the stem. You will be liberated from this ansar. So we'll stop here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbhavet Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Om